0: Whoa, oh, we are back for the 11th interview episode of Home At Advantage Wrestling Podcast. I am not Sam Herring, but uh, Jude Swisher, joined today by a very special guest. Um, his name is Mark McKnight. I know him as Coach. Um, Mark, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, Jude. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm, d- I'm doing great. I'm really glad that I could finally get you on um for those of you who don't know Mark you know he was a he a killer in youth and high school and then he wrestled it was he wrestled for Buffalo
1: for two years yes
0: Buffalo and then he transferred to, to PSU uh, correct he got fourth in NCAAs as a senior in uh I don't know 2007
1: right 2008 close two, enough 2008
0: Long time ago, put it that way, dude. Long time ago, <laughs> um, and then you know you've coached in the state college area for like basically forever. Um,
1: uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's where I kind of got my uh, start was the state college youth program. Yeah. So, um, we can just
0: kind of hop into it. So, Coach Mark, where did you, where did you first grow up? Where did where were you from?
1: Uh. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a little town southwest called Bridgeville. Mm. Um, pretty awesome place. It was kind of like right on the outskirts of the city. And so where I grew up, there were a lot of trees and fields and things like that. Uh, then you could be in the city in 15 minutes. So it was kind of like uh, best of two worlds. And and now you go back to that area and it's all uh, housing developments and it's like the the city kind of sprawled out the metropolis headed headed west and south so Mm. uh fun fact dude right i was five years old in kindergarten and uh one of the local high schools or school districts was advertising uh for their wrestling program and so i i must have gotten a piece of paper that you know had the information on it and I brought it home to my mother, and I said, you know, Mom, I'd really like to wrestle. And <clears throat> there were a couple other things that I did at the time. It was gymnastics and t-ball, and they, they just they couldn't they couldn't hold my focus long enough. Like a mm-hmm. little, you know, wiry mm-hmm. five-year-old Coach Mark running around. And uh, so she said, absolutely, and she took me to my uh, local township team and enrolled me in wrestling and you know the rest is history i'm pretty sure uh when i said i wanted to wrestle uh i was referring to the wwf oh <laughs> uh that's what it was back in the day it was wwf now it's known as wwe and uh i like i said i'm pretty sure i i was thinking that that that's what it was going to be
0: go and, in and, and swing uh, a swing a
1: chair or something Yeah. Jumping off some ropes. I don't, I don't know, but basically I showed up and they were like, all right, you get to do this to a, to a kid and, and you can grab them as hard as you want and try these moves. And I was like, yes, I was hooked. That's awesome. Did you, did you love it right away? I did. I did. Uh, just, I was a very, a very aggressive, uh, person from the start, right. Combative, right, right, right from the start probably had something to do with, uh, having a little brother who is, who is bigger than me. Uh, you know, he's six foot two twenty right now (laughs) as, as as an adult. So, you know, I was five years old. He was, he was three, he's two years younger and he was bigger than me. So I had to, you know, we, we grew up wrestling each other all our lives. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I, I really enjoyed it, Jude. It, It, it's almost like the sport shows me.
0: Wow. That you know, that's really, really cool. <laughs> um so did you ever have like a like a cognizant moment of being like, Man, I love this? Or do you do you remember like that first time when you really when it like spoke to you?
1: Uh you know, through this is a this is a very law this is a very grueling sport, right? So mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs in it. So I, I'm kind of drawing blanks on maybe a specific time uh, not, right off the top of my head. And I might be able to come up with one. But I, I do know uh, multiple times uh, from the beginning of, of when I started wrestling till till even now, uh, I find myself just very thankful and just very happy that I, I started something like this and, and I'm continuing to do it. Uh, so I, I have those moments, you know. I've had those moments throughout my my life.
0: Mm, that's really, really, that's profound, you know. Just to keep keep, uh, keep realizing like how, oh, yeah. how much you how important to, it is, right?
1: You know, like like a perfect example is when we were wrestling one time at, at our club and. Uh, you almost had it had a takedown on me. And, you know I got a little squirrely and then hit a hit a duck up under to a sweet headlock you kicked
0: me uh, I had you know the, I had the single leg up in the air and you jumped and kicked me in the chest with the other foot yeah that's exactly
1: so it's I was what I was getting at that's times like that when I know I really love the sport and I want to keep doing it, <laughs> keep co- keep coaching and tapping. So yeah, man, that
0: was I th- I that thought was, my my feet nearly touched the ceiling. You threw me very hard.
1: Uh, I know there were a lot of people watching, holding their breath because you almost took me down. So I had to, you know, I had to make I had to make sure I I finished with the exclamation mark and not you. Right, right, you're right. Okay. <laughs>
0: Um so so how how good were you? Like did you have like success like right off the bat in youth? Um I uh,
1: actually yes, yes I did. Uh a couple things, you know. I was I was a very very gifted athlete. Um I could pick up technique remarkably fast. Uh, uh I was left-handed, which gives me a competitive advantage. And and uh I was a, I was always like one of the lightest weights. So I never had to run through a gauntlet too often, um, like at a tournament. You know how some of those middle weight classes just yeah. have like oodles of kids. Well, I'd be the guy moving up in weight just to get a match or two. And uh, so you know, it kind of it might have sheltered me. I, I don't I don't know, but or protected me. But uh, you know, my, I had a pretty decent first year, and then uh, the the second year was a little. Not as fun. Uh, I remember losing a little bit more frequently, and then by, by my third year, I, I was I won the, the PJW state tournament. Wow. And, and you know how
0: what? how old are you? Go eight. Were you eight I years was old. Eight.
1: I was eight. Guess who I wrestled in the finals?
0: Who coach Mark?
1: Coleman Scott. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Future, o- future national champion for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, you know, Now that the head coach. Olympian bronze medalist and uh, you know now head coach of North Carolina so wow that's really yeah. cool and let me throw this piece of information in there for sure guess where the state championships were
0: uh, i i i couldn't possibly coach
1: i think uh, central pennsylvania one chance try
0: right. oh is it was it state college pennsylvania i wrestled
1: it- yes it was i wrestled in state college high school that's where the PJW tournament was in <laughs> 1993, and wow. that's where that's where I got my my first title.
0: <laughs> wow! Okay, so it really came full circle.
1: Really, I know it's crazy. I live there now. Well, I live in Belton. Same difference. I work mm-hmm. at State College. Um, yeah. So I uh, and then from there, it, I kind of had you know the your typical. Ups, ups and downs uh, career where you know you, you won like the next year I took I took fourth um, I went from first in the state to fourth uh, actually losing to Coleman Scott both times in that tournament wow and yeah it's crazy We wrestled like each other either first or second round and he hit a splatle on me before anybody even knew what a splatle was and he, he ended up pinning me and I wrestled all the way back to third place and he lost in the semis and uh, we ended up wrestling for third and fourth. And he, he uh, like, you know, beat me by a couple points or, or a point or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, what's awesome is you look at that bracket and in that bracket, the top four guys all went on to be PI state champions. Uh, the first, the guy in the first, uh, the guy that took first that year that won the States was Jake Strayer. Who's the, he was my future teammate at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a one-time All-American for them, and he's now the head coach of Forest Hills uh, High School. You know, which is a pretty, pretty right. awesome high school for wrestling, and and so, and, uh, and so uh, you know that's kind of cool. And, and then the the runner-up was Donnie Jones, who was, ended up being I think a two or maybe three-time PIAA state champ for Greensburg hmm. Salem out out in the uh, Pittsburgh area, and then Coleman took third. You know his his credentials speak for themselves, and then here I am, bringing up the rear and fourth. So, wow,
0: how do you how do you remember all this, coach? Uh,
1: so my my mother was uh very very good at taking photographs, um, and you know she always kept newspaper articles and she always had pictures so you know every once in a while when i when i am cleaning my my storage or or going through some things i'll I'll look through those old photos and and it just kind of uh you know you just kind of remember it all it
0: all comes back that's yeah that's really special
1: um it is it's cool
0: what what clubs did you wrestle at
1: all right that's a good question um so growing up, uh, you know, I came out of Western Pennsylvania, the WPIL District Seven. Uh, you know mm-hmm. that that place is pretty pretty cutthroat with competition, and, and and back in the in the day like that, like we're talking early '90s, there there wasn't really too many places to to wrestle outside of your local township and, and school district, uh, uh, teams. Um, yeah. And it, you know, which is complete opposite than, than now, because if you go back to Pittsburgh, you know, there's a, there's a oodles of clubs there and there's tons, tons of different places to train. Right. So I, I ended up wrestling for my local township team. And then my parents quickly realized that I needed to be also challenged a little bit more and, and, uh, you know they they liked the fact that I would go to these practices and come home tired and go to bed so <laughs> they 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 found a local club called Cobras and that that was ran out of the boys and girls club um out of Carnegie Pennsylvania which is like just just outside of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. And so, uh, that's where I grew up and that's, that's where I really think I started to take off was cause I, I, surrounded myself with other people who were, you know, seeking more wrestling. And then, you know, so these guys, you know, we're going to tournaments together, we're training together and, and, you know, that's when wrestling really becomes fun is when you, you make it a family thing like that, you know, including your teammates and such. So.
0: Right. Right. Um, what, uh, so I know you you wrestled that angry fish, right? I did. Yes. Um do you want to talk do you want to talk about angry fish at all?
1: Sure. Absolutely. So like I said when I was a little kid, I I had wrestled for the Cobras, you know, out of Carnegie, Pennsylvania. And you know, there were just a couple clubs you know around the around town to uh in different directions and as as i got older you know there became more opportunities and the the demand for more clubs you know started started to increase and i want to say towards the end of the summer of my going into my sophomore year so i had i was this was after my freshman season uh of high school a local wrestling club started just up north of me at North Allegheny where I grew up. It's probably about 20 miles and I, you know, going to all these tournaments, you meet different people. And I had a friend there by the name of Jake Herbert, oh. uh, who, who, who kind of was like, yeah, come up and, and train with us uh, at this, at this Angry Fish wrestling club. And I was like, all right. So I, I go up there and I meet the two head coaches and, you know, know these guys, I'm kind of like one of those out the window type, type wrestling fans, dude. I don't really pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Who's who, who's who and what's what. And, uh, I'm like sitting here and and they introduced me to the coaches and, uh, their names were Ty Moore and Ray Brinzer. And I'm like, "Cool, cool, You know, these guys seem cool. And, and, you know, they go on and start running practice and things. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. You know, this, we got some good wrestlers in here and, and things are going pretty well. Well, then I later find out that, you know, these coaches are, are quite the accomplished wrestlers themselves, right? Ty Moore went on to be a four-time PIWA state champion and Ray, Ray Brinzer, I believe, won three PIWA state championships wow. and, and uh, went on to be an All-American at Iowa. I think he took third, I'm guessing, but he was up there. He was just a yeah. uh, high nationally level caliber guy. And, uh, it really, it really worked out well for me because, uh, when I started coming, a lot of other guys kind of jumped on, on that bandwagon. So that, that room quickly became like a place that you wanted to be Mm because the level of, the level of, of competition was really high. Um, and then you had great coaching, uh, Ray, Ray Brinzer, just phenomenal, phenomenal tech technician just taught, taught me a lot of sneaky throws and, 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 Things and uh, Ty time Moore was kind of the operations guy. He actually kept me in check. You know, whenever mm-hmm. I would move focus, summer or you know, I started to be kind of a jerk and, and, and or something like that. He was the guy that brought me back down to a, to a level that I, I, yeah. You know, he wasn't afraid to grab me by the shirt and say, "Hey man, like let's be cool and let's uh, let's do the right thing." And, and work hard and be good at wrestling.
0: hmm So, um, so those were your coaches. What what kind of training partners did you have?
1: Uh, by the by the end of my senior year, we had just phenomenal. We just kind of all had our, our own little groups, like of of partners. Um, and yeah. I remember like su- sun, Sundays was our like live day, and and uh, you know kind of like how we run our club, and people would travel to come wrestle us. And when, when I was, when I was in there, like around my weight, uh, Coleman Scott started coming up and for, for two years we started battling every Sunday, you know, and I mean, I grew up wrestling Coleman. So it, it was kind of cool to, 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 for us to kind of put competition aside and just try to get better in the, in the practice room, you mm-hmm. know, utilize, use, utilizing each other, uh, but then, then it kind of it kind of goes uh, up and down from there. We had a we had a guy named Stephen Bell coming all the way from Connellsville, which was you know close to a two-hour drive on Sundays. He went on to be an All-American at Maryland. Uh, you know he was he was around my weight class. Kerry, Kerry Regner was a was a tough kid out of the WPIL uh, for Blackhawk Wrestling, and, and uh, he now he's the head coach of Millersville University. And, uh, he went on to have a really, really nice Greco career at, at, uh, Northern Michigan. So he was, he was tough to battle. And, uh, every once in a while we had a couple other guys, Mark Throckmorton would come with Coleman Scott, uh, from Waynesburg. And he was a, a couple time placer at States. And then you had upper weights that were just kind of, kind of filled too. Yeah. You had, you had Jake Herbert wrestling, Jared King, both, both those guys went on yeah. to be PIAA state champions and national champions in college. Uh, you know, which is crazy. And Then you had Kurt. Kurt Brenner was a three-time PIAA state champion for Freedom High School, and uh, he went on to wrestle for WVU. Uh, and then there's like one or two. You know, you'd wrestle Ray. You'd wrestle Ty. Uh, and and the coaching staff always tried to, rec- I don't want to say recruit, but they wanted to bring in and and make the level of competition tough for for us. And yeah, and I mean it was kind of cool. And then and then here we are, the Angry Fish Club we're training together. Well, we'd go to tournaments and these dual meet things. And you know, we'd, we'd, we'd wrestle pretty good. I mean, we had some really talented guys that just, you know, went on to to kick butt. Hmm.
0: What, what weight class did you wrestle in high school?
1: Uh, I was at one Oh three for three years. And then I, I jumped up to 19 for my senior year. Uh, my, my junior year. I really, I really wish I didn't cut down. Um, know what i I was kind of i was kind of pressured into it by my coaches and my parents and just you know i kind of they were just talking in my ear like mark you got to go down you know who's gonna beat you and this and that and and uh i didn't want to do it and then i finally gave in and i was very serious about it you know i took i took the weight cut very serious and i dieted well and i got my extra workouts in and uh, I ended up falling short that year and taking third. Mm. Uh, actually lost to Coleman Scott. Again? What do you mean again?
0: No, I mean just <laughs> how many times are you going to wrestle Coleman Scott? Uh,
1: uh, let's see. Competitively, I wrestled him three times when I was a little kid. Uh, maybe a couple times in – in uh, no, I don't even we – wrestled, we wrestled three or four times in – high school too uh i know he i beat him at the power raid tournament and then i ended up losing in the semis and then he ended up beating me for third and fourth that same tournament and then and then the state semis we had wrestled in 2002 and uh i don't i i think we might have wrestled one more time i'm not sure i know he's responsible for like 20 percent of my losses i think in in high school, in high school. so that's a pretty good st- stat because i didn't lose very often yeah <laughs> I, wow. I think he was the only guy to beat me multiple times in high school for sure
0: wow that's yeah that's incredible um
1: i know that's, isn't that wild <laughs> this is crazy
0: yeah so whatever happened to angry fish
1: good question jude um so you know we kind of had the uh we kind of had the The core group of guys you know we had this momentum for for like three or four years and then you know like like anything like any high school team or club or anything like that these guys start to graduate and then they go off to college and have college careers and then they're training internationally or they just move away and life happens and Mm uh that's kind of what happened uh as as slowly as as some of the older fish that i wrestled with started to graduate um you know, it, it, we just never really recouped that, that population. And then Ty Moore actually kind of, kind of just, he, he, he remember, I remember him telling me he just kind of, uh, it wasn't the same once, once his, like his original fish were, were gone. And, and he, he kind of struggled with that. So he kind of stepped down and, uh, you know, Ray, Ray stuck it out for a while and, and ran the club. And then he kind of just, he up and moved his, him and his family to Brooklyn, New York. So it, yeah. it just kind of dissolved, uh, slowly. And there's still some residual effects from it. And, you know, there are still a handful of kids that, you know, might've been really young who are now in high school that, that had come to, to those, uh, to that club. But it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's almost disappeared. Now us, I you know, fellow fish that we are, uh, we, uh, you know, we still, we still have a lot of pride in what we were able to accomplish and, and what we did together. So we don't, we won't exactly let that name never die, right. but as far as from a club standpoint goes, it's, uh, currently doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. That's tough. You it know, you, tough. you are, uh, you are a fish to wrestle coach Mark. I hope, I hope people know that when they wrestle you that they're like, ah, he's a fish.
1: Well, that's Uh, funny. When you say fish, you mean like, what what do you mean by fish? Exactly. I
0: don't know, coach. You tell me. Um, so, so, uh, what were, what were the years that, that Angry Fish lasted?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I know, I know it started like, started in 99, uh, like, the summer of 99, and I, I kind of, I kind of missed that first year, uh, I was, I was traveling to, like, Mount Pleasant from where I lived over an hour just to get, like, freestyle workouts. Yeah. And, uh, 1,000 is when I jumped on board, so it was around 99, 2000 when it started, and I'd say, I'd say it ran all the way to about 2007 2008 maybe maybe give give or take a year
0: okay that's a pretty good run how coach how seriously did you take freestyle
1: oh i loved it i loved it Uh, um greco greco was 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 kind of my favorite uh again because i had ray brinzer teaching me very very high level technique and i was already a uh, a student of the sport, and I had the skill set to 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 do these moves and throws. And once I found out like how to do this stuff, <clears throat> like I just I just fell I fell in love with it. and mm-hmm. And uh, the level, the physicality of freestyle and Greco also also fits my 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 style and personality a little bit. So you know, once I started five dudes and dudes and and like doing straight lifts from from the top position, and sending people through the air i was i was hooked it's all it's all yeah. I, all it's all i wanted to do um you know greco was my my favorite for the longest time uh, freestyle was probably my best because of my leg attacks so, so yeah did you and uh i i tell you what it really it really does help with with uh folk style wrestling i mean just the the body awareness and and uh yeah, some of the athletic abilities that you need to 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 do that technique and freestyle and Greco, just I mean that's only gonna make you all around better wrestler. Right. And I just I hope I hope a lot of people realize that.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you wrestle in uh, in Fargo?
1: I did wrestle in Fargo, Swisher. I wrestled every year both styles in Fargo, The ah, Team Pennsylvania.
0: That's right. One year you you wrestled fourteen matches.
1: Dude, I wrestled 14 matches in one tournament. I wrestled another 12 in the Greco tournament. So I wrestled, I wrestled 26 matches uh, in, in seven days with six weigh-ins. So you had to weigh in every day. And there was a weight allowance each day. So you had to make flat weight, one pound, two pounds on the third day. And then there was a day off. And then you wrestled Greco uh, freestyle. And wow! that that year, I took second and third, and I lost to the same guy uh, in both styles.
0: Do you remember who it was?
1: Of course I do. Of okay. course. It was, uh, Dustin Slater from Ohio. Mm-hmm. He went on to be a national champion as a true freshman for Minnesota. Um, and he placed a couple other... Times after that, I believe. If I uh, got that wrong, my bad, Dustin. But uh, yeah, and now he's a he's a coach at the University of Minnesota. Wow. And he yeah, was I... a beast. He was a beast, man. I had him. I had him in Greco, and uh, I don't know what happened, but I gave up like a late, late takedown or something, and he he went up to win, went on to win the match, and then I wrestled him. That was in the semis, and then I went on to wrestle him in the finals in Greco, or freestyle. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, uh, he, uh, trap arm gutted me in the first period for, for, I think eight points total. And then this second period, it was, it was kind of all It was this kind of, it was back and forth, but I didn't score any points. It was eight zero. I mean, it didn't happen too often that somebody could shut me out like that. And then he yeah. went on he So he won both fouls that year. I think he got OW too. If he did it and he certainly deserved it. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so sure it, it was it was crazy man the amount of wrestling that you did i mean you'd literally get off the mat and eat something recover and just get ready to go back out there wow.
0: that how did you how did you deal with that mentally being like how did you just weather that storm of knowing i'm gonna have so many more matches
1: that well that's something that's out of my control so i didn't i didn't really take the time to to think about that um you know i i i just kind of went with the flow i was kind of a go with the flow type guy and and so oh boy that's not good wow passed a police officer and i got we'll see what happens here especially here. <laughs> anyways, okay anyways yeah by the way i'm on the road so that's why
0: I'm- yeah um all right so let me see let me see do you want to s- were you always like that? Were you yeah. always, you know, just to go with the flow, you're just like, "All right, let's just scrap."
1: Yes, yes I was. And uh you know, it was it was one of my best attributes. Um and it was also one of my my worst attributes because you know, it was both good and bad. It was good, it was good from the pers- perspective of like, I just, I went out there and didn't, I wasn't focusing on, on uh, you know, I wasn't really worried about losing uh, or anything like that. I just went out there and scrapped and, and just for the love of the game and the sport. Right. But at the same time, I think uh, it, it kind of inhibited me because I never really got serious enough to, to, to make goals. Uh, you know, as as accomplished as you may say I am. I I never really, really focused on, on goals that much. It was just something that uh, wasn't really, or maybe I just ignored it or, or it wasn't really talked about to me. I just, I just, I just went with the flow and, and did my thing when it came to wrestling. And like I said, it was good and bad. Uh, you know, if I could do things differently, I would, I would probably, you know, set high goals and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, try to stay laser focused and accomplish them. But you know, at the same time, would, I, would I have would have I enjoyed the sport as much as I have? I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what? How would you? So as you're as a, as a coach now, how would you help a wrestler who struggles mentally?
1: Well, for for starters, you, you what are what are you struggling with? Right, that's that's what you got to get down to. Is it? Is it? Uh, are you struggling with the weight? Are you struggling with this? Are you struggling with technique and you're just losing based on that? Uh, Or if you're talking from a mental standpoint, Mm -hmm. uh, I would say you need to focus on the things that, that you can control. Right. And, and that being said, you can't control who walks out on the mat against you. Right. So you don't, you should should not worry about that. Right. That's why I don't look at brackets uh, Mm -hmm. when I can, I stopped looking at brackets because I didn't want to know. I just wanted to, I knew that if I went out there focused on being the best version of myself, that was yeah. the best chance Mark McKnight had at winning. So, you know, that you need to focus on your, your effort. Uh, are you, are you, are you pushing yourself and are you, are you keeping positive body language with your head up and, and just, you know, trying your best at 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 everything you do when you're out there? You know, those are the things that, that you can control. And I'd say, that's what I'd say to a young wrestler. That's what, that's what you need to focus on.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's that, you know, I know that I definitely had mental struggles, um, especially when I was really, really young.
1: So, sure. You know, well, it's only, it's only normal. It's natural, for, right? It is, it is natural, right? It's only normal, um, it, it, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be crazy to think like some of these top level guys aren't, aren't nervous before they wrestle, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's more of like, think of it as like a comfort comfort thing, right? It, it's a comfortable nervousness. Right. Uh, I would, I would call it excitedness. Uh, you know, yeah. instead of, instead of the word nervous, you're just, you're, you're, you're excited for this opportunity to go out there and wrestle, uh, uh a quality opponent. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know and in, in our sports it's one on one it's mono e mano. yeah so it's it's all up to you, nobody else can do it for you
0: yeah yeah so so let's uh let's transition this talks more into uh to you going to college, so you know young mark McKnight graduates high school and yeah. um did, when, when did you decide that you were going to go to Buffalo?
1: Swisher, this is a hilarious story. Okay. All right. So I I took some visits and, uh, I don't, I don't exactly know why I wasn't, uh, recruited out of college a little, or out of high school a little bit more, uh, maybe it was because I was a 103 pounder for three years, Yeah, uh, and then jumped, jumped up two weight classes, but. Either, either way, I took some visits to some schools and, uh, I went up to, I went up to Buffalo and I, I had a really nice time on my visit and I actually really liked the head, uh, the assistant coach named Josh Koscheck. He was a division one national champion for Edinburgh. He was from Wayne's Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of close to home to me, uh, And so we hit it off and, and I just kind of was like, and I, and I waited, Jude, I, I had these like college coaches calling me and, and, uh, I was, I was young and kind of ignorant to to what I was being offered, you know, as far as like scholarship opportunities and, and an education. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. Right. I just, I I just figured like, Hey, I'm a good wrestler. I'm supposed to get one of these. And I didn't, I didn't really realize like how big, big of a deal it is. You know, now I do obviously. Uh, so I, I basically like, I want to say April, May, it was almost to the point where like you couldn't sign. Uh, it was like signing period was almost over and I came home from work. I was a, a lifeguard at the local swimming pool and I saw my letter of intent to Buffalo and I signed it myself. I faxed it in and uh I never I never told anybody. I like my parents got home and I think I told them the next day or something. I forgot. And uh so <laughs> I went to coach do <laughs> I don't know, right? Um, around both times as a true freshman and uh true sophomore. And that's when I had to take a look at at my at my uh, situation and maybe maybe decided that uh, a little change would have would have been best was best for my my uh, career.
0: Mm-hmm. So what made you decide on Penn State? A uh,
1: uh, couple things. I I took so after after I decided that. Uh, I got my release and I was transferring. I started getting contact by some really big schools, uh, you know, because I had proven success in, in college. You know, I didn't all American, but I I beat some really high ranked guys. And, and I lost in the all American round both years, you know, again, as a true freshman and sophomore. Uh, so I went on multiple visits and I actually went down to Virginia tech and I visited down there and that was when Tom Brands was the head coach. And um, I really liked my visit. I enjoyed my time with Coach Brands. And I I kind of had my my mind made up. And uh, I, I wanted to go to Virginia State. I ended up going on a visit to Penn State because Ty Moore, the Angry Fish wrestling coach, was really really good friends with matt derlin who was the head assistant coach at penn state at the time and so mm-hmm. i went on a, on a visit there and i and i enjoyed myself and i was still leaning towards virginia tech so i called brands and i started the whole process of like let's let's do this and i ended up not being able to get in uh to school right away because i had i had poor grades uh I had a really bad semester my my freshman year, uh, and that kind of caught up to me at that point. Yeah. And when you when each each school each conference has different requirements for grades and right. Virginia Tech, I would have been a lot of credit shy to to be eligible for a scholarship and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that kind of was put on the back burner and I went, I went back to Penn state and I said, well, what can you guys do here in my grades? Let's talk. And, uh, they, they said, we can get you in and we'll do this, this, and this, and let's make it work. And I said, yep. Cause I, I figured Virginia tech, just that wasn't meant to be right. Yep. But, but, but Penn state said, Hey, we got a green light for you. And, and I said, okay. And, yes. uh, th- that was it. And it kind of worked out because that fall that next year coach brands, the Iowa job, became available so he left Virginia Tech anyway
0: yeah
1: so i uh, yeah. I kind of dod- I kind of dodged a bullet with that right there
0: mm-hmm so and obviously like you know you've s- stuck around state college for y- <laughs> the rest of your life so far so, so far so far um okay so let's let's make another quick transition on to yeah. when did you start coaching when did you sh- Get hop on the coaching scene for, you know, youth and high school wrestling. Um, well, one
1: of the, one of the things that I, I, that I've always been good with is is kids. Uh, you know, when I was a teenager, I I would always be the kid or the guy that's that the high school kid that's that's playing with the youth kids. You know, yeah, just and you know I'm just a big, big I'm a big kid at heart. And uh, when I when I started to, to go to college, I started you know, doing clinics and, and, and working camps. So that's, that's when I was exposed to teaching more. And so I, uh, I started, I started to gain momentum there and, and really like, you know, figure out how to talk to kids and people and coaches and, and, and teach the sport of wrestling. Uh, and then I think when I really, really set off on the youth was, uh, when I, Came back to State College in 2010 uh, to wrestle for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, um, mm-hmm. and I needed I, I needed something to help supplement some income because you know the original the training centers were just getting started and and, and uh, you know salaries were kind of kind of tight and and uh, yeah so I, I I hooked up with Chad Dubin who was the head coach of State College High School at the time. And Chad. he he said to me, he said, you want to run the State College Youth Program? And I said, absolutely. So, nice. that was my first, like, I'm the head coach official youth program uh, that I ran. And then, That's, the, that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I started wrestling at State College, like, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12? Oh, yeah. 2012.
1: Yeah, so. I was still there. I was there from 2010 to I ended in 2012, I believe. I went, I went 10, 11 was my first year. 11, 12 was my was my second year, I believe. And then mm. i I kind of, I kind of wanted to do my my own thing, like uh, at at the Nittany Line Wrestling Club. So I started a program there. Yeah. So That's I right, could, I, you I, that could I could, yeah. So I could just. Not teach just kids at State College but the whole, you know, surrounding area.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you here you wanna see hear a funny story about yes, my first ever wrestling practice. Was so I it, there? Uh I'm I'm sure you were. Doesn't matter. Th-
1: Let's hear it.
0: Here's my my first ever practice. So already, like, I don't know, it was I was in kindergarten and I was just Just so scared of wrestling. Like, my dad's like, gee, we're going to take you to wrestling practice. And I was like, oh, no. I was, like, already (laughs) already incredibly nervous for that practice. I don't even know why. I don't know. But what made it worse, (laughs) way worse, was they had a guest coach there that that first practice I went, and it was uh, Ken Chertow. Oh, yeah. he was very, very, very loud. And I remember him just s- a whole bunch of screaming and a whole bunch of grabbing kids and throwing them around. And I was like, what is happening? And I was, <laughs> I was, chaos. I was, I was terrified. I was really scared. Um, and I think my dad just took me into the corner with, like, another little kid, and we just worked on, like, double eggs or something. Sure. It was – and ever, ever since then, I, I look back at that practice, and it was – you know, now it's really funny, but then it it terrified me. So, that's crazy. Um,
1: I don't I don't blame you. I, I you know what, you're <clears throat> Nothing nothing against Ken or or anything like that. I mean, I've been to his camps and he does a great job. Um, but I feel like that's one of the tough things about our sport is it, it it's it's hard for kids to begin that sport. It, it's a hard sport to to start out with because it is kind of physical. And if you don't know what you're doing, and you wrestle a guy that knows what he's doing, it's not going to be that fun. Right. right.
0: Or even like, if you start out and you're not, I would like I wasn't a fighter. Like I wouldn't, I didn't want to fight. <laughs> but you know, and you you said when you were when you were a young kid, like you grew up oh, fighting yeah. with your siblings. Like I didn't do that. Yeah, we just sat around, play video games. Yeah. <laughs> um but you know, so it was definitely, like learning how to fight is something that was you know definitely had to be learned, and it wasn't natural for me, yeah, oh
1: yeah um, so what
0: what were you saying? I think I might have cut you off there a little bit about um you were saying, uh shoot, i can't <laughs> I can't remember,
1: I don't uh, really recall either, so we can transition or. We We could talk, we could talk about how, how just, you know, when you're, when you're running a youth program, that's one of the things that I I've learned is, you know, you need to keep kids captivated and keep them coming back to the, to, to practice because, you know, one day they might, it might just click for them and they might find that little bit of aggression or turn into a fighter. And, you know, these are really good athletes and, you know, next thing you know, he's throwing people around. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes for, for, uh, kids to want to do that because they get, they get roughed up and, you know, practice can be kind of hard and, uh, they don't want to come back and they don't, they don't make it to, till that time where they might, you know, make the switch in their minds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's kind of, that kind of affects our sport because we're losing participation from that. So you got to. Find the the happy balance and happy medium between, you know, the level of how hard are you gonna run things and physicality, because you want to keep kids interested, but you also want them to get better, and that's that's a that's one challenge that I know we're always dealing with as coaches. Mm-hmm. It's pretty.
0: Cool. Yeah. When um, what do you think the best way to to keep kids interested in?
1: Well. Uh, when it comes to, well, well, I, I, I don't think wrestling practice should be like, all right, you know, half, half moves, 45 minutes live because kids get tired. Uh, the, the, the skill level can be, can be, you know, different between the two kids or multiple partners if you're changing all the time. So you got to find that balance where, you know, you could teach them to be tough at the same time as they're learning techniques. So maybe put them in certain situations where they might have to hold on to that leg a little harder or, you know, they have to sprawl a little harder or do something and, you know, almost disguise it as, as uh, you know, just quote unquote technique, but really you're just kind of toughing them up a little bit.
0: Yeah. 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 I definitely, I see that, um, at like I don't, when, when I go to the M2 practices, um,
1: with the elementary,
0: with the elementary kids, like
1: yeah. you do a great job, by the way.
0: Ah, thanks, Coach. You're, you're a, I think, you're
1: a good, you're a good teacher.
0: I think you're a great teacher. So there.
1: <laughs> um, well, I, I appreciate that, but I've also been doing it for a very, very long time, and you're still a young man in high school. So yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, hey, I really, credit,
1: I gotta give credit where it's due, my man.
0: I really enjoy, um, going being with, you know, I think I'm the same as as you were, like, I really, I like being with little guys, like, it's fun, because um, it I remember when I was, when I was a little kid, like, um, f- specifically, like, Cole Urbis, like, you know, he would always give me, like, a fist bump, and that would just make me feel like a million dollars, like,
1: man, yeah, that is, yeah. The,
0: it's the coolest thing, like, you know, when, when your, when your friends are, like, when they're a lot older than you and they, they still like value you, like you feel awesome. It makes you feel great. Absolutely. Um, And so like really, I know how good it feels to to have someone older than you take interest in you, even though they don't have to, or they're not being paid to or anything like that. It's, it's a special thing. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I remember my first, my first year of coaching state college youth, uh, Urbis was I wanna say sixth grade maybe. And Ooh. he was the same height as me as a as a sixth grader. And you know, now, now University of Penn and he's clearly not the same height as me.
0: <laughs> no, he he kinda has to duck his head when he walks in, in rooms. He doesn't want yeah. to scrape exactly. the ceiling. Um Wow. What a th- what a throwback, all the yeah, way to it, Cole in sixth grade. He's he
1: still th- makes this. He makes the same faces as he as he does. He did then as he does now. So.
0: He they, he looks identical. Like, yeah, just exactly the same.
1: He really does.
0: Man, so um, so do you want to? T- we can. Do you want to talk about M two a little bit? Do you want to talk about the the creation of M two and and how it all got started? Sure. So, at what point? Did I'm um, I know that David would like had this idea, but at what point did you get get started into the M2? Well,
1: I I was running a, a youth program at Ninety Nine Wrestling Club, and I I kind of wanted to. We were running it out of out of Penn State's room, and I kind of wanted a place where I could make my own rules, you say, and and uh you know and. So I started toying with the idea of, of, uh, creating a wrestling club. And I was going to move forward with a gentleman and we were going to maybe build a facility or renovate a building. And, you know, the wheels were were in motion. We were looking for real estate and all this stuff. And then it just kind of never really got off the ground. The season snuck around and and, uh, you know, next thing I know, I'm doing coaching responsibilities. Uh, yeah. And, and so shortly after that, David approached me because he he was always asking me, he's like, are you going to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I think secretly, you know, he was trying to do the same thing. So <laughs> he finally, he finally approaches me and he's like, hey, let's do this. He's like, "I'll I'll take care of setting everything up. I need you to be my head coach. I was like okay. Um, yeah. You know, cause I'm, I'm not the most organized individual. Now I've gotten a lot better at it. I'll give myself a little credit, Yeah. but it's kind of cool because, you know, now I just, I show up to M2 and I, I, I coach you guys and, yeah. uh, and it works out pretty good because David is still training mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, so the head coach responsibilities fall on my shoulders and, you know, I'm able to alleviate that from his and, and, uh, yeah. So we had that first building down in Julian, Pennsylvania. You remember that two yeah. mats, and it wasn't. It was. It was just under two mats, and you know, a tiny little lobby, and we piled in there, and we had some killer, killer workouts and camps, and it was, and then we had. It was it, it was tight. It
0: was still a little toasty. I remember like, you'd walk in there and it would like hit you like the the heat and the sweat. It was like whoa. Well, there was, was there was
1: there was no ventilation really, and there was those was that. Big giant metal propane heater at the top of the building. Yeah, we the- had to we had to start an hour before practice because it was like 15 degrees that winter. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, freezing. You and there was nowhere it, for that sweat and air to go, you know. It's just
0: condensated on the windows and stuff. And I would like during the like drink breaks or whatever, I would go outside and like just breathe like cold air, like yeah, because it was just it was really hot.
1: But um, that was a, that was a great place to, to test the waters with, with what we were trying to do. And, and you know, yeah. and everybody, everybody really didn't complain. They just, they were really excited about what we had to offer and, 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 uh, you know, technique and, you know, mentality and everything. And, you know, that, that it's because of that, that first room that we had that, you know, we were able to find that second facility and bam, you know, now we have an yeah. awesome facility with three mats and a, and a Huge lobby and two bathrooms and just you know every plenty of ventilation. Uh, uh it could be a little better, but hey, it's it's it, it is definitely better than that that old building. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, I don't. Let's see. So I was like, it was right before my eighth grade. So two two years ago. Is this gonna be the third? Like the start of the third year of M two. Correct. Wow. Um. No, yeah, I remember. Like the first day, there was a lot of people there for just for a first practice, um, and I remember oh, like yeah,
1: we were the new kids in in town.
0: Yeah, and but it, it was cool because it showed and like and and people stuck around in those first months. Like there was a lot of people, and it really showed like there's interest and in that you know there was a need for a new club in the in center county. Oh yeah, um, man. Sorry, I'm, I'm. I got. Well, I got like a bunch of well, well, memories going. Nostal-
1: nostalgic memories. Well, let's say, let's talk about this, dude. How about the opportunities that I had when I was a kid were kind of scarce, right? Right. And and now kids these days uh, have just an incredible amount of opportunities. Now you have, you have, uh, you know, technique available online. You have, you know. Wrestling is on TV. Yeah, it's not on as much as we would want, but you can right. still watch wrestling on TV. And, and uh, you got Flow Wrestling putting out all kinds of competitions and content, track wrestling. Uh, you have access to high-level coaches now. You know, you got guys like David Taylor, who's a world champion, c- coaching kids. I mean, that was unheard yeah. of. It was unheard of back when I was a child. Yeah, and, and it's just it's amazing how how far our sports come with that, and just it's awesome to see these people take like you know like yourself take advantage of the opportunities and and you know make something of their careers and what they want to do with wrestling.
0: Mhm. It's you know, and I I had mentioned this to you, but that's that's a really uh, I think that's a direct reason of of why our youth kids and our high, high school kids are just getting better and better and getting more and more ready for college like before they even go to college um, and that's just that just elevates our entire sport and our level of wrestling just keeps getting better and better and better and um, so much that like they, they, <laughs> they look like different sports now that you know the, our high school wrestling now than our high school wrestling 10, 20, 30 years ago
1: Yep. It's, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly, dude. Man.
0: It's crazy. Alright, okay. Let's see. So I say we've been going for about an hour. I say we uh I say we answer some questions and then okay. uh, we can uh you can call it a show. So Alright got-
1: Wait a second, where where do these where do these questions come from? Twitter? Yeah. Like, did you, did you put up on Twitter? Like you'll be talking with me and then people like send in questions.
0: Well, so these were, um, these were questions sent in to yeah, on Twitter. Um, I didn't specific- say that I was
1: specific- Okay. Okay. I didn't okay, say good.
0: I was going with you coach Mark.
1: I was um, just wondering,
0: but I did. I, I don't, I was sure. like, Hey, I'm, we're going to be doing another show this week. And, uh, if you could send in some questions, that would be great. So thank you so much to the people who sent in questions. All right. So our first one comes from Dominic Deputy, who, so Coach Mark, did you know that? So me and my partner, Sam here. I know, Air.
1: I know, I know Dominic.
0: Yeah. Me and Sam. Do you know Dominic has his own podcast now?
1: I spoke briefly with him at the Journeyman Classic uh, two weeks ago, and and uh, he informed me that he did. And I asked him a few questions about it. And I think that's pretty cool. He's an extraordinary little man.
0: Yeah. He's real cool. So guys, go, uh, go check out, um, wrestling recess podcast you know it's with pa power and dom and um and dyson gould do a great job over there so he asks how was the cookout and the answer to that was it was pretty darn (laughs) it was pretty darn cool so scrap life um held a held a cookout and a photo shoot thingamajigger at at m2 uh and it was like a grilling competition between, uh, it was Bo and Jason and Anthony national And it was a, it was a really fun time. Uh, there was a lot of people, a lot of people there. There was delicious food. I got to be a judge for the, uh, for the ribs competition. Coach Mark, these ribs were like, they were delicious. <laughs> they were the best ribs ever. Uh, oh,
1: I, I. I'm yeah. kind of sad I was I was not smart enough to go to that.
0: Yeah, listen, they had a ton of food. They had delicious wings and and ribs and stuff like that, and it was great. A lot of socializing. It was a fun time. So I'm glad,
1: I'm glad it turned out well.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. So, and then our next question from JB Colat. He asks. He says, uh, Yanni said something to the effect that he wants to wrestle such that even if he is the weaker guy, with less of a gas tank and less horsepower, his skills can still get him the win. Can then Matt? Can that mentality catch on in the U.S., where pushing a guy physically is part of the wrestling culture? So, um, do, you, do you have an answer to this one, Coach Mark?
1: Let me see if I understood. The question first so right. he's he's saying to make up for not quite having the best gas tank that he will make up for it with technique right yeah yeah okay
0: yeah so I think Yanni uh it was like the U.S. Open in an interview said something um like even if I'm not like as good as the guy physically I will still beat him with my wrestling skill. Um, so
1: I think, I think it's, it's not, it's not a bad mentality. Uh, he's, he's emphasizing, you know, what he does best. And that's, that's being creative with, with his technique. And, you know, it obviously shows, uh, when he's wrestling these high level opponents, I mean, he's hitting some crazy stuff and, and, uh, you know, he has the courage, courage to do that. Um, But I think, I think if it were me, I would, I I would, I would maybe focus a little bit more on it. You know, if, if, if it is the gas tank, well then let's, you should, you should, I would think want to be the best at, at technique and the, and have the biggest gas tank. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of how I would, I would like spin that a little bit. If if it were me,
0: you know, be a, be well-rounded on, in all areas. Um, you know, I feel like, for me, especially in high school wrestling, like, I you don't have to be the, the strongest guy to win a high school match, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have the biggest muscles, or be the most explosive, because a lot of high school wrestling is a mental game, you know, and, and just asserting your dominance, regardless of the dude you're wrestling, um, and a lot of it yeah, it's a lot of it's technique, cause a lot of high school kids don't really have that good technique. Um, so, you know, for me right kinda, now, I
1: was I was kind of like Yanni, where I I made up for I was a little undersized and I made up for for it with uh, you know technique and and yeah. uh, but I did I did have a pretty good gas tank too, so it kind of I think I mean there. What do you what do you think about this? There's three areas, right? You got you need to be in shape, you need to be strong, and you need to be technique. Or you need mm-hmm. to have technique. So, you know, most of the time, a wrestler might have one of those, two of those. Or a really great one has all three. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just kind of a neat little theory that, you know, what, you know maybe you could win with, with two. But to be great, you might need all three. You need all three to, to dominate. To dominate. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a all fun right. question.
0: That was a fun question. Uh, okay, so our last one comes from Tony Rotundo, who, he's our sponsor. Coach Mark, did you know we have a sponsor? Uh,
1: no, but that's, uh, I believe I know Tony. I mean, I know I know his name. He's, it's, I mean, I've heard, I've been around wrestling for so long. I know i heard it. How do I, how do I know Tony, dude?
0: Yeah, okay. Tony Rotundo is a, a photographer.
1: That's Tony how I rest- know him
0: for WrestlersOfWarriors.com, yep. and, you know, he travels all over the country yep. and takes the, the best photos. Oh,
1: like, uh, yeah, yeah. Smart- he's, I tell you what, that's how I know him, because he's, he's captured my, uh, some sweet photos of me wrestling, for sure. Oh,
0: nice. Oh, that means they're on his website, which means I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a thumbnail for this episode. Sick. Um.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: to be good all right so so tony's our sponsor and he asks who is gonna be the rep for team usa at 74 kilograms in 2021 coach
1: mark i like i like that i like that who um man that's a that's a wild card question uh yeah you know i mean if you look at Traditionally, right? Sometimes those those top level guys, after a uh, Olympic, you know, some retire, some just take breaks. They some take the next year. Uh, man, that is a that is a that is a crazy good question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Martinez being up there. Um, do you feel you know,
0: like I, Do you feel like Burroughs is still gonna compete in 2021? You know, this will be like what 10 years or something. Like I he, would be, he won in 2011, and this will be a full 10 years since his first world yeah. championships.
1: I I don't I don't know. I would say probably not, but I can't you know know for sure. I mean, look what how long Jordan's been doing it like. Yeah. And this is what that—that's what that man does. He just wins high-level competitions at the world and Olympic level. So yeah. you can't ever—can you ever really count him out? No. No. Uh, you know, but if I—if I—if I was kind of more of a betting man, I'd—I'd I'd probably pick somebody that's a little bit more of a dark horse. And now that I think about it, you know, I might have said Martinez, but you know, what about what about some of these PSU boys that are going to be graduating, like uh, Vincenzo and and Hall? And yeah, stuff, and stuff like that. You know, it's it's. I tell you what, Judith, that is a hard question because of just the the caliber and, and the and the quantity of which we are producing. Yeah, American American wrestlers.
0: Yeah, but you know, like the the focus on you know freestyle and Greco from like a younger age such as like you know Fargo but also like now we're filling cadet teams and and we're having cadet world oh, champions yeah. junior world champions and a lot more focus on that you know yep like from an, a from a a young person like there's so much more awareness now about you know that kind of thing and that and that just helps kids set goals you know and the best guys can now go and and be the the very, very best guys. So, so. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's it. It's anybody's
1: an inter- ball game, Tony.
0: <laughs> Tony, <laughs> I th- I think it's yeah. <laughs> we don't know who it's gonna be, Tony.
1: All right. Oh my gosh, that's mind-boggling. Isn't
0: it? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. So I think I think that about does it for our show, for the most part. I think. I think we covered all the bases. We got through everything we wanted to talk about. My question to you, Coach Mark, is: Do you have any parting thoughts you want to leave our listeners with?
1: I didn't hear. I did not hear any of that, Swisher. You cut out just as you said. Do you have any blank?
0: All right, here, here we go. Do you have any parting parting thoughts that you would like to leave our listeners with?
1: Uh. Yes, I would. I want everybody that wrestles to remember to enjoy it. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's a challenging sport. Uh, it's physically and mentally demanding, but and and in, in order to in order to have success, whether it's you know winning one dual meet a year or winning a state championship or whatever, you got to make sure you enjoy it, uh, or else is it really worth it? Right. Uh, Yeah. So I'd say just enjoy it. It's 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 a wonderful thing to be a part of, and uh, it it can it can take you places, and you can make a career of it. Now.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's that's good life advice too, right? Just. Oh yeah. Just be enjoying where you're at, being grateful and and uh, and appreciative for all the things you got in your life. Man, (laughs) it's pretty. Most
1: definitely, young for sure. Most definitely.
0: All right. So, coach, thank you so much for coming on the you know, this interview episode of Home at Advantage. Thanks for taking the time out and uh and figuring out the the wonders of Skype. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That
1: was on that was on your end, man. You uh you're the one that pulled through. I I was on the struggle bus trying to remember a password.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um that's just it's just cuz I'm young. And I, I'm growing up yes, in this true. thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, I still struggle <laughs> a little bit with technology. I'm learning.
0: You're, you'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get there, Coach Mark. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. And hopefully we will be back uh, next week with another episode. So thank you guys so much.